right, everybody, time for some more opera nonsense. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's the score. Oh, my goodness gracious. Your favorite podcast with your two favorite hosts, I guess. Two. Uh, <laughs> it is me, Rocky Jones, uh, EDI director of Minnesota Opera. I'm here as always with the lovely and luminous Paige Reynolds. Um, unfortunately, your third favorite podcast host, Mr. Lee Bynum, is off in New York City uh, doing everything he needs to do to become Dr. Lee Bynum. So we'll have a doctor in the house uh probably the next time um you listen to this show um but as always this is minnesota opera's podcast all about opera classical music pop culture um as seen through the eyes of of three black queer uh opera administrators and we're so happy to have you Paige. how are you today I am swell. <laughs> You're all resplendent and white. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are yeah. quite welcome. You're quite Wearing welcome. white all the time. I feel like so many times I see people and they act like it's almost like a surprise. Like <laughs> they're just like, oh, hi. Well, <laughs> well it is Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so true. totally appropriate, totally appropriate. <laughs> and since it's Memorial Day, child, I'm trying to go on vacation. I don't know about you, so Ooh, I don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. so I think we're going to keep this a relatively short show. Um, but also, um, you know, I can't remember who had this idea of an all PB and J show. That was you, I believe. Oh, was it? Oh, I think so. <laughs> was it? Oh, I think that was your brilliance. Oh, oh okay. Flick <laughs> my hair back, check my nails. <laughs> how, baby, how am I feeling? <laughs> feeling good as hell. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, well, first PB and J about damn time, Lizzo. It is about yes. damn time for that song. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like I'm a TikTok aficionado, so I've been like walking around my house for the last month, like in the minute, Anyway, um, but I mean, not to to bring it down too much, but you know, it's it's been a hard month, um, y'all, and we don't uh, don't mean to make light of any of the uh, wild things that have been happening um, on our planet and in our country for the last couple of weeks from the shooting in Buffalo, uh, the Supreme Court and all of their effery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking about, oh, am I going to get to stay married um, <laughs> this time Sheesh. next year? I don't even know. Um, yeah. Will my gender be outlawed soon? Like... Who? I don't Maybe. Know. I don't know. It's crazy. The shooting in the church in uh, Southern California and, of course, um, what happened the other day in Uvalde, Texas. Um, and so I was thinking about the show today and not to sort of make light of any of those horrible things that are happening or to sort of put them away um 
or ignore them. But, you know, just to spend a little time today just thinking about some happy things, some joyous things, some, some things that hopefully going into this week will just lift your spirits because even though all of these dark, horrible things are happening and are being wrought upon us, um, there still is light and goodness in this world. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that and see that. And when we go out and we keep fighting that we are fighting for something, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> I feel that the stuff has been going on is like truly just like heinous. And I, mean, I, I don't use that word often. I, I, I keep that one in the reserves, but it is heinous, just ridiculous. And so I, when you came, came up with this idea, I was like, I do feel like there are times and places and like the necessity to acknowledge and talk about these things in our circle because it obviously needs to stop and <laughs> something's got to do something radical to stop it. But um, knowing what's in our capacities and knowing that there has to be balance with that, mm -hmm. I just felt super down to talk about Black Joy this episode. Absolutely. While also it feels healthy to, you know, still recognize what is going on and say we're having a Black Joy episode. Um, yeah, not to not to ignore or dissociate, but uh, but as a bomb, so that as we can keep bomb. so that we can keep exactly. going. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like <laughs> it's so easy to just you know, especially. I mean, I'm I'm a consider myself a very introverted extrovert. <laughs> um, you know, so for me, when these types of things happen, it's my sort of inclination to, you know, stand up and say my piece and then curl up into a ball under my bed for the <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, at this point, I just, I just have to remember that there is so much goodness um, in this world. There really is. And that's really mm -hmm. what we're fighting for, um, you know, and you think about like the things that I just mentioned, you know, are actually even just like the tip of the iceberg, you know, we could sort of go down the list of the bad news that's happening, not even just here, but around the country and in Europe and the Middle East and everywhere. everywhere and it just gets so overwhelming. So mm -hmm. we just need, we just need to just take half an hour, 45 minutes, just remember what we're all fighting for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that, and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. That's right. For those of you who don't listen all the way to the end of the show, shame on you first of all, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all so what we do at the end of every single show is we have uh, a segment that we call pure black joy pb and j uh, it's a little snack for your soul where we just talk about one thing that each of us has found this week that is 
Black and joyful, whether that's a person, whether that's a concept, whether that's an event, whether that's, you know, a TV show or a piece of music um, or a piece of theater that, you know, one of us saw. And it just is so important that like, you know, if we're talking about some sort of terrible, racist, horrible thing (laughs) that has happened, um, that we're always ending our show on a note of joy. Um, And so we just thought Mm -hmm. we'd just do the whole show. Just things that are that are black and joyous. Um, why not? Because why not? Why not? <laughs> you know, it's it's a holiday. <laughs> um, so I know that you just had a very big week. I did. You took a very big trip. I did. And I want to hear all about it because I haven't you haven't told me anything about it yet. I did. I did. <laughs> oh. Well, there are some parts that I cannot talk about. So I'll say I'll say that first. But um, to, you know, fill everybody in and kind of start from the beginning to (laughs) to explain (laughs) what happened this weekend. I, um, as I may have mentioned on the show before, if not, it was a ways ago. I think it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was like one of our first shows. Probably, probably, yeah. So for the past four, five years now, time flies, I don't recall. I have been (laughs) a uh, practitioner of a uh, religion and spiritual system of uh, Ifa or Orisha. Uh, You may have heard of it um, because it's a system that comes from the Yoruba people of West Africa and Nigeria and um, some of their surrounding neighbors like in Benin and stuff like that too, but mainly the, primarily the Yoruba. Um, And it is their traditional indigenous spirituality that has also been maintained in the African diaspora, uh, especially strongly in places like Brazil, like with Candomblé, um, that's what they call the tradition there, or in um, Cuba with Santeria and Lokumi. uh, in Puerto Rico, they have a type of Santeria as well. Um, uh, in Trinidad, there are Orisha worshipers as well. So people who have maintained this tradition. And then we also have practitioners here in the United States. So um, there are, you know, certain levels of practicing, you know, just a casual worshiper, but then a lot of people get initiated into the priesthood. Um, and the whole, you know, point of the, how it's set up is, I guess the to run it down a basic 101 of our beliefs you have like the supreme creator right like mm-hmm. you know we believe in a you know supreme uh ultimate reality uh a god if you will um and then there are different aspects of this supreme like that show up in nature or as forces in our everyday lives like fresh water we call her Oshun. She's a feminine okay. deity. Or there is Ogun. That's a masculine deity. And he rules over metal and okay. technology and like lives at the core of the earth. And he's kind of the king thing that keeps this thing chugging. Um, so there are all these like different aspects of the divine. And even the word Orisha itself is Ori, which means head. 
the head of every being is seen as sacred. It holds your destiny. It's unique from person to person. Your head is very important to Yoruba. And then the word, the part sha means selected. So orisha means selected okay. heads. So these are like the selected beings that are very important to Earth's existence, right? Okay. Uh, so they're more like forces and not necessarily people, although there are certain people, ancestors who have been elevated to Arisha because they live really good lives and they just did stuff that was important to all of humanity. Um, and so they become Arisha. Uh, so when somebody gets initiated, they are initiated to one or several of these aspects and learn all the mysteries of them, uh, how they work, how this thing enriches our lives, how it's essential to our lives, um, how it helps us and a lot of the time that specific aspect may have a certain medicine that a person needs or a certain balance that they need in order to live out their destiny and literally live your best life so i so do you <laughs> get have to, a question. Mm -hmm. question so do you get to choose which one you get in, initiated into or is it like you something that not. you're you're born with <laughs> you do not get to choose okay. uh uh some people choose like whether or not they initiate like there is ultimate ultimately you know your choice like there's not something you could force you to <laughs> force you to do but um it is determined in a divination so we have a system of divination with uh cowrie shells some with palm nuts that we call ikin there's different types and that um reveals your destiny your life path and uh which Arisha you are to be initiated to now we do say that like that is something that you kind of set up before you're born mm -hmm. uh, for for some people you know like before I came down I was like okay when I get to earth I'm gonna do this this and this and this and one of those things is going to be initiated to Arisha Oya and they're like cool all right bye see you in your <laughs> physical existence and <laughs> yeah so it's kind of kind of similar to sort of like some sort of past life, south node, north node, rising sign, astrology, sort of the idea that you're just sort of like mapping out, you know, who you are in your existence. And, yeah. you know, when you like choose a rising sign, you're choosing when you're going to be born. And that's sort of the mask that you wear as you go through, through your life or Ooh, how I you're like choosing that. to like engage with, with the people and the environment around you. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. the idea, like as a Gemini rising, like my whole thing is like, if I walk into a room full of strangers, the first thing that I think is, okay, who can I make my friend? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like your orientation, like that's how right. you decided to be in the world. And so for a lot of people, like I know this is true for me, their Orisha may support them just being more of themselves in the <laughs> in the world um but part of the reason it's not chosen is because we know sometimes our perceptions of ourselves and what mm -hmm. we need is a little off and <laughs> <laughs> so they say you actually receive the initiate the orisha you need not the orisha okay. you want yeah mm -hmm. um that sounds about right yeah that sounds yeah. like the right way to do that <laughs> that's a good plan probably good plan. i was like that was real smart that was real smart ancestors you was wise about that one <laughs> you think like at first it was like everybody got to choose what they wanted and then like after a couple of years they were like mm -mm, no no okay we, we need to try something else <laughs> the 
world was just all unbalanced and stuff for a couple of years. <laughs> <We're> like, Whoa. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's actually what happened. I just like to imagine, but yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, I was initiated to the Orisha Oya. Oh, what is Oya? Oya is a feminine deity okay she is the patroness of the niger river but uh she mainly rules over the winds the winds of the earth uh from gentle breezes to uh violent hurricanes and tornadoes and tropical storms oya is also the ruler over change yeah yeah, so she can be she can be a little intense, but like that's what I like oh about my gosh, her. She's like Storm <laughs> from the X-Men. Actually, yeah. Yeah, because she also uh, you know, is the clap of thunder, the you know, the big booms of thunder and like oh, um So like Orisha Aurora Monroe are those two things know, like related? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there also may have been like another like maybe like desert type goddess that she could have been inspired mm. by but then also with the little Oya in there too I don't know I kind of want to see what the creator's inspiration okay. was yeah no that's yeah. dope thunder Oya doesn't and... rule over all weather not all weather like storm oh. she can just you know she can make yeah. it rain she can make right. it rain. yeah sunshine <laughs> all of that um so yeah and she's also that um she is also the one who helps us transition between life and death. So she is at oh. that doorway when a person crosses, uh, you know, from the physical realm or, you know, they go just back to being spirit. Um, she is at, at that doorway when babies are born. And, and you're a doula. <laughs> hey, exactly. <laughs> So you can, you one might see how Oya might be. That's a good one for you. For me. That's a good one for you. All right. (laughs) She's also a warrior. There is another Orisha named Shango. He is the king. Kawo Kabiesi. That means tail the king. Um, And that is, uh, she is one of his wives. She rides into battle with him. And Oya, they said she was one of the first women to wear pants. <laughs> uh, she had to ride horseback. She couldn't do that in, in oh, a yeah. skirt. She also grows a beard when she goes into battle. So she has like this, she is like simultaneously like the uh, epitome of femininity and like, especially like, you know, like I think of like kind of a wild, really like confident femininity. I see Oya and like black women around me who are super confident, who just like kind of command a room when they walk in. And it's kind of like, oh, who's she? But she can also be like this masculine or fiery warrior. So, um, like the gender fluidity. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. I think she feels, I think sometimes I'll, a lot of the time I don't even use masculine and feminine because she just sounds very, uh, she's like not attached to whatever our ideas of a woman, <laughs> of a woman is. She's just like, psh, whatever. Like y'all, like, need to, y'all need to open up your mind. There's so much more out here that y'all can't even comprehend. Exactly. She's like, things. literally, girl, I will knock all this stuff over with my wind. Like, I don't care. Like, including <laughs> your gender roles, I do not care. Yeah. Just... <laughs> how are you gonna tell a hurricane what his gender is um, get out of here like <laughs> i don't know all the other orishas but it kind of sounds like you got the dopest one i mean i'm just saying <laughs> i mean i think so 
well, they're all they're all amazing. Like, I'm sure, especially I'm like sure Oshun's fresh water. I'm made out of water. I can't ever deny Oshun. I mean, but. no shade, <laughs> no shade to any of the rest of them. I'm sure they're great, but like yours is pretty dope. Thanks. <laughs> I think so. I think she's awesome. <laughs> so, like, now that you're initiated, like, what what happens now? Yeah. So now I am. Right now, I am like an itty bitty newborn baby. I... <laughs> Initiation is like a rebirth um, in a lot of traditions. Uh, I don't think they necessarily do this on the continent, like in Nigeria. Um, but in a lot of places over the diaspora, you wear white for a while after okay. your initiation. For me, it is a year and seven days. Wow. I wear all white, head to toe. All the time. All the time. Wow. All the time. There may be special occasions, like there may be like exceptions for work, you know, or something like that. Like people have certain colors they want to wear, or uh, I know someone who got permission to wear a different color to a wedding. Obviously, you don't want to be <laughs> wear <No>. white right. <laughs> to someone else's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> so that was oh, cool. Be but besides okay. that, yeah. I just, I'm, oh, my mistake. I thought you were just going to a party at Diddy's house. <laughs> I'm always dressed for Diddy's white party 24 7 yeah even in my PJs <laughs> nice. Nice. well that's so like do you have like a like a title now do I do I, I address you as, as a, like a new name or anything you asked I actually do so oh. I mean with the Europa people with like each stage of life is seen like a rebirth and a, you get a new name for a lot of different things it doesn't mean your no, old names don't apply, but you get a new name for being this new thing. Um, so my new title is Iyawo. Iyawo means like bride of Arisha or like novice, uh, something like that, Iyawo. Um, after this year, I will be Iya, that means mother. Um, and my name is Inawale. And that is the name like the Arisha gave to me, like almost like a first name, you know, and it means fire enters the house. Hey. Right. Hey. <laughs> so fully for this year, I'm called Iyawo Inawale. Okay. Or people can just call me Iyawo and I'll answer. Mm-hmm. So are you do, you, do you prefer that to Paige? Honestly, I kind of do prefer Iyawo right now. Okay. Like, yeah, it kind of, it, it, it helps to be reminded of what you are because this is a year of like reflection to me and like getting closer to my Orisha and building uh, that relationship. Um, and so just like, I like when people call me Iyawo because it reminds me, reminds me of that. Yeah. All right. Well, we can do that. Yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. So well, congratulations. You <laughs> thank you so, so, so much. Yeah. So can you tell us anything about like the ceremony or is it, is that the part that you can't tell us about? That's the part I can't say nothing okay. about. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that after where the, uh, on the third day, family and friends are invited. And that was wonderful. I have a bunch of like family and friends who came all the way from the Midwest and we sang for the Orisha and my godmother, uh, you know, spoke a little bit about the tradition and they all said lovely, people said lovely things about me and about my god siblings who were initiated at the same time. So there were some other folks who are like my womb mates got (laughs) reborn (laughs) at the same time I did. Um, So we have that bond for life now. And 
yeah it was it was just beautiful oh, it was absolutely yay. splendid and I felt so supported I felt like my friends and family were I told them like y'all have been my doulas through this <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's so awesome I'm so happy for you I'm so proud of you oh, that's awesome you. congratulations Iyawo <laughs> thank you Rocky That's I appreciate dope. it yeah of course of course and like I'm just so like I'm, I'm sorry what was the name of the your Orisha again oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm just like we got oh yeah in the building yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean that's just amazing that's amazing so congratulations thank you <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful new beginning. It's a beautiful thing. It's a new beginning. To new beginnings. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, so my pure black joy, my personal one, I guess is that I got to finally fly home and see my family for the first yeah. time in two and a half years. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's been exciting. It's so crazy because all three of us have just been like traveling hither and yon for mm. the last month. Um, so I feel like I haven't seen either one of you, you and Lee, um, for like, you know, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like also like just, you know, being able to to go home though, it was just um I don't know. I don't even have words because like usually it's just like, you know, oh, I'm going home for the holidays and this is gonna be fun, whatever. But like this was just so much more I I've never had this experience where I've never been able to like hug my mom Mm. (laughs) for like two and a half years um and you know so much has happened in the last two and a half years like I turned 40 I got married I (laughs) you know I have this new job here at Minnesota Opera and this new podcast with the two of you and just so much to share um but it wasn't all happy um unfortunately so I I have four parents um and one of those parents um went through a pretty has been going through a pretty devastating um medical non-COVID related um medical issue for the past four months and you know I'm not going to put all their business out on front street um but um it's been really bad um and it's been really 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 tough on their partner um who also is not medically um, in the best of shape. Um, and so feeling just so far removed from that and with the doctors for the first few months, not really having a clear idea of what's happening, um, has been extremely stressful as well. But I am happy to say that after months and months in hospitals and rehab facilities and, you know, mobility issues and cognitive issues the doctors finally figured out what's going on um my parents finally had um a corrective procedure um and I got to talk to them for the first time since that procedure happened um I guess it was two nights ago and it was like night and day it was like talking to a new person um wow it was incredible Wow. It is incredible. So they are on the road to recovery. It's going to be a long road. Um, But I'm just so thankful that 
um, you know, we were finally able to get an answer um, and that yeah. they are going to make a full recovery, supposedly. Um, and yeah, it's just finally, it feels like there's just been like, you know, I, I haven't really been talking about it very much, but it feels like there's just been like this, like, two-ton elephant sitting on my chest for the last five months um sure. and especially yeah. like not being able to go out there because like you know omicron and all of this insanity um but to just get that to you know to go out there and to be able to see them um before the procedure happened and child I was Molly the maid I just like (laughs) (laughs) I was running up and down stairs doing laundry doing the dishes like cooking meals you're like like, sit right there don't get up for anything don't you dare stay yeah no you you no feel free to go into the bathroom fine but don't get anything (laughs) feel free to sit there and just watch msnbc at full blast (laughs) for hours and i will just take this random stack of amazon boxes that haven't been broken down and (laughs) take them out to the recycling um but it was just it felt so good to be able to do that for them um and to be able to just like just spend time and just be in their their company um and then to get this phone call like now that i'm back um and to hear just like the relief um in their voices um was just so like i just i feel like i can breathe again so um So I just want to shout out all of the doctors, all of the nurses, all of the physical therapists um, that have been on this five month journey with us. And I want to shout out my parents, both of them for their strength um, through all of this, um, because it is, it's been a a scary road. And I I know, uh, Yawo, I have told you some stories, (laughs) especially Mm -hmm. about like what happened in, in, December. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like absolutely like nerve wracking to just be like that tense, not fully knowing what's going on with your loved one for that long. So, ooh, I like feel like a sense of relief right I, now thank you talking you. about thank it. You. Just thank like, ah, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh. And it's also like, it's kind of amazing, like just sort of like where medical technology is now. Yeah. Like it's insane. Like 10 years ago, like they they probably would not be not be with us um yeah. for very much longer. And now mm-hmm. they're gonna make a full recovery. Um it's wild. I'm amazed at how <laughs> because like, of a little tube advanced. in their brain <laughs> that's like the size of like the width of like an angel hair pasta. <laughs> what? <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. Technology, man. Yeah. So shout out to to all of them. Shout out to my parents. Um, and I also got to see my other parents while I was down there. Um, and so that was great. And I got to uh, see a bunch of friends of mine. I got to meet my friend Jules's new baby. Shout out to baby Sophie. She's very cute. I uh, got to see a bunch of friends from high school and college. And, you know, that whole, 
you know, Minnesota I is home now. Um, but you know, there's still like that that thing when you know when we were talking about in the the land acknowledgement episode like that connection to the the earth that you feel like when I'm just walking around DC it's just like mm. yeah this made like like one night we were we were having drinks in um on 17th street near DuPont and I was staying at a hotel in Chinatown and I just I decided to walk and it was such like a nice like sultry evening ran into somebody I hadn't seen in like 15 years (laughs) (laughs) just looking at all the things that had changed all the things that were still the same and just feeling that very just deep connection to like myself and the earth and the city and the vibes and so shout out to DC as well (laughs) Um, but it was a good trip it was a good trip didn't end well American Airlines f you um <laughs> canceling my flight twice <laughs> so trifling um but we're not gonna let that color what was a uh, an excellent no. trip nope full of pure black joy ruin our pure black joy nope. <laughs> not today american airlines not today american <laughs> airlines no 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 <laughs> But enough about us. <laughs> um, this is an opera podcast, and there are actually some cool things that are going on in the opera and uh, classical music realm. Um, first of all, um, I just want to um, just once again shout out um, all of the amazing folks who are in Carmen. Um, such a beautiful production so incredible so you know friends of the pod of course the incredible incomparable Denise Graves Zoe Simone Simonier uh Mia Alan Michael Jones um and everyone else who came together to make that such a spectacular experience for everyone um can't say enough good things about it and it was well reviewed mm-hmm. and well retended and made lots of money 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 um <laughs> <laughs> so i think it was just a success on all fronts so Truly. shout out to y'all everyone who was involved with that shout out shout out it was um just what what's the word i, I don't know what i'm trying to think of it was like I don't know. It was invigorating. Mm-hmm. The opera, like the performances, the I I went to see um Zoe perform the ver- the very last uh actually performance on the 20 22nd. Um and she was just on fire. Everyone was on fire. <laughs> Simone was on fire. Simone actually may have stole my partner's heart. Like, <laughs> with that <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail's last like aria during act three I asked like he was afterwards he was like whoo like <laughs> just <laughs> he was taken and then afterwards uh literally I asked him <laughs> I asked his favorite part and he still said that part and I was like yeah okay yeah that's about, that sounds about right well just, I mean 
everyone in that cast is so talented. So but fun. And shout I out mean, to Miss Graves. Yes. I'm sorry, to Denise. Yes. yes. The direction. Yes. There were so many parts where I was just like, genius direction. Yes. I mean, if yes. you didn't yes. get to go see it, <laughs> like go to the Carmen page on mnopera.org and just look at some of the production photos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, everything she talked about in, in her, her interview with us, that, like that vision that yeah. she had for the project. I mean, it's just so grand and so epic and so sweeping and so magical and so red. Yes. <laughs> <Print>. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's just, I mean, spectacular. I mean, and shout out to everyone who built all those sets and mm-hmm. the orchestra and the pit and the all the chorus and the kids and the choreography <laughs> and the, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's just when you think about like opera, capital O opera, like, you know, that's what you want, but like also like with people of color mm-hmm. <laughs> doing mm-hmm. their thing. Um, with diversity. And, and, you know, just thriving up on that stage. Yeah. Yeah, truly seeing <laughs> the excellence, the opera excellence and, opera excellence. you know, representation as well was, was just fabulous. I told one of the b- biggest highlights for me was also that there were no dead spots. Mm-hmm. The, what I think of is like moments where you're like, oh, okay, I'm a little bored now or like, oh no, I'm getting sleepy. I'm yawn. like, there were none, there was none of that. It was just, uh yeah yeah either something beautiful to look at or listen to or both during every <laughs> every which is, moment which is all that you want that's you know? all i want that's, that's all, all you i want. ever want like <laughs> three hours of just like you know just to be immersed in just beauty yes all around you, like all your senses being like you know activated exactly i mean well i guess there wasn't I mean, they might as well, they should have perfumed the air. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) They could smell like roses. Yes. Well, then flowers on stage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shout out to the Carmen folks. Um, We also, um, you know, have a couple of of other folks. A friend of the pod, Nia Imani Franklin, went viral the other day. Woohoo! (laughs) <laughs> or when was it that was let's see well she actually posted the tweet on april 30th but i saw it maybe just like two weeks or something ago like it still seems to be making <laughs> <laughs> making the rounds of of twitter uh and nia posted a video of herself conducting um an orchestra uh, conducting a piece that she wrote, actually part of her, um, yes, extended from Mm -hmm. her project Chrysalis, um, Chrysalis Extended, I think is the full full title. And that's actually, when she was on the show, that's actually the excerpt that we pulled um, for her introduction. It was from Extended. And I just love that piece so much.
it's just so beautiful it's so beautiful it's just so evocative of just like yeah just like it feels just like jazzy and smoky and like exactly. new york on like a sultry summer night like i just like ooh, like you can just feel like the the mm-hmm. manhole steaming and like a light rain falling and like you know you're just walking down the street smoking a cig going to see somebody yes. for some <laughs> good times uh-huh. you know what it's funny that, like that that's what I was like see talent because yes. everyone said about the same thing as part of why I went viral they were like I want this plan on my next date mm-hmm. like I want <laughs> you just transported me like what is this magic so, like and they were like, she looks gorgeous while doing she is it too. Giving you fashion, hello. She's giving you looks. She's giving you hair. She's giving you makeup. Like, ma'am. I mean, of course, because you're in America, Everything. but like, good lord. Like, wow. <laughs> Leave a crumb of talent for the like rest you of can, us. <laughs> you just took everything. <laughs> Listen, you God like, has favorites, okay? You took everything <laughs> lick the plate. <laughs> right. Damn. <laughs> um, and then back in April, I don't know why we never mentioned this on the podcast, especially like in our PB&J segment, because um, we were like talking about it in our group chat, the three of us, um, but Miss mm-hmm. Victory Brinker, excuse me? Ms. Guinness- Brinker world record holder for youngest opera singer ever youngest professional opera singer ever she has an album coming out honey if she hasn't released it already like excuse me okay first of all listen to this baby Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Once again, yeah. somebody that just took all the talent. Yeah. Took it all. She's actually been singing opera for a couple years now. Like, it was just recently that Guinness officially gave her the record. But and I think she was on America's Got Talent as well. Yeah. And she got the golden buzzer. I don't watch that show, but apparently that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you for that. I'm not going to take that away, even though I don't know what it is. Um, but I mean, just so talented and so amazing. Uh, I'm just so, oh, these Black babies out here just doing it. <laughs> yes. Such a beautiful thing. So go check her out. Check out her music. Maybe we can get her on the show. Ooh. Oh, I wonder if... Ooh. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Who do we know? 
Right. <laughs> who do we know or who do one of y'all know? Who do one Email of y'all know? Us. <laughs> the score at <laughs> Email us, please. <laughs> um, and last but not least, certainly, um, just the Opera America conference was last week here in Minneapolis, Minnesota Opera hosted it. And I just want to thank everyone out there who expressed, uh, unfortunately, I was not able to be there because of my parents, um, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but Lee was there and just all of y'all who gave our little show um, some nice some nice ovations. Aww. It was described as an ovation. <laughs> and people coming up to Lee and saying such nice things about our show. Um, I just really want to just thank everybody who is listening to this and enjoying it and is, uh, you know, getting, getting some, I don't know, what is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, I hope that you feel seen and heard <laughs> um, mm. when you listen to this show. Um, and um, we'll keep cranking them out as long as you keep listening. So, <laughs> so thank you all so much. Thank you. Honored. For yes. real. Humbled. I was like, for us? I what? know. I know. Oh I know. It's wild. I, yeah. I always just think, because like, you know, we haven't been able to do this in person in like a year. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it just kind of feels like we're sitting here on Zoom, you know, just sort of screaming into the void <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's like oh right people right. actually listen to this yeah. and they enjoy it and they're getting something out of it which is great and exactly what we hoped for when we had this idea when you had this idea <laughs> uh you know a year and a half ago or whenever it was um so yeah it's just it's just dope truly truly yeah it's kind of funny to <laughs> to be yelling into the void and just like saying stuff or like talking to each other and it's not like another medium where like you could just write back or comment right there and so <laughs> sometimes <laughs> afterwards I'm just like oh oh that's right we're like actually we're talking to other people to y'all are out there y'all are actually listening okay right great <laughs> wonderful <laughs> or some or just this weird experience where it's like the other day um somebody was like you know oh somebody said something on the show and like you were very diplomatic about it but like I get the feeling that you don't agree with that and I was just like how do you know me this well <laughs> <laughs> what have I been saying on this podcast right I'm like oh snap how well do y'all know me now <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> But it's awesome. It's awesome to, to have this little this little community that we're building. And mm -hmm. if you want the community to keep uh, growing, um, one thing that you can do if you like us so much is leave us a review, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Five stars. I say it every time. And nobody takes me up on it. <laughs> 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 but it would really help us out. It really, 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 really would. A review with some words, you know, helps us get out there with, uh, you know, Apple and Spotify and all those folks. Um, and, you know, obviously subscribe wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. 
and uh, tell all your friends about us. And like Paige said, write to us, uh, the score at mnopera.org. And eventually we'll get around to having social media channels. We are. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, we'll get our act together. We'll get our act together. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I mean, but you know, I mean, it's been a year and we're doing pretty good. I, I feel like pretty good. I feel like we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Y'all just keep telling your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends who really don't like opera, but you want them to. And maybe this is an entry point or share it on your Facebook or your Instagram and all that. Yes. All of those things. Because <laughs> we don't have our things. own Twitter. It's <laughs> I mean, I guess we could give out our personal handles, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> I love you. I love you all. <laughs> so much. So much. So much. All right. So I think that, oh, and I, of course, we're, I'm sitting here in St. Paul and you're sitting there in Minneapolis. And so, of course, we need to mention that it is the two year anniversary, or it was on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, of George Floyd's murder. And so I just want to say rest in power to Mr. Floyd send love mm-hmm. to his family and to all the members of the community. <sighs> Just take a moment. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a fantastic show coming up for you in two weeks. I'm super excited about it. Um, we've got um, two folks from my former employers um, One Voice Mixed Chorus, which is actually the largest LGBT uh, and straight allies chorus in North America. And they're based right here Woo! in St. Paul. And they are uh, coming on to talk about being a queer, queer art makers in this community. And just in time for Pride. Happy early Pride, everyone. And um, so stay tuned for that. And I think that's everything unless you have some words of wisdom page oh i'm sorry iawo i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna take some getting used to it's gonna take some getting used to it (laughs) it's all good my only word of wisdom is uh, i've been thinking about octavia butler and her words about change about change being constant and Mm. embracing it embracing it letting go of old bringing new all of that so that's my only words of wisdom. So the only constant you, is change. That's all you can do. Flow with it and shape it. Ride the wave. Absolutely. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Mercury retrograde is over on June 3rd. So just hold on a little bit. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> changes. That one is coming soon. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. And this one I took personally. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's it. We're going to get out of here. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. And we will see you in two weeks. Peace. Bye.